0: welcome back to patch notes we are back uh we have been taking a break because uh well one there was a lot of yeah, one. I mean, I was going to say one. There's a lot of police unrest, and we didn't feel, well, not oh, yeah. police unrest, but there was a lot of unrest around police brutality. Eh, cop riots. We should call them cop riots. That's what yeah, they are. I, I, the, my my fear is that it sounds like um, I'm sympathetic to the police when I say that. So, no cop riots. So, right, yeah, little okay. little less ambiguous. I like that. Um, in any case, uh, that was happening, and so it felt kind of silly to do a video game news podcast and. Add on to that there was no news. Nothing yeah, and we should happening. make
1: clear the reason the cops are riding is because black lives matter and they can't deal with that. And they can't deal with the country realizing or acknowledging now
0: that black lives matter. That's right, yes. Um, um, that is exactly the reason. Uh, and... Um yeah, let it let it not be ambiguous at all. But also, um, we we were recording, not recording because of that. You know, that seemed like maybe we should take a break. And also, uh, like I said before, there was no news. News yeah. just stopped. Um, uh, all I your favorite.
1: F- Brands um, tried to use black lives matter to market there you go there's the there's the news from the uh, the the time we took off
0: both Wendy's and Taco Bell said they would learn from the experience and then didn't tweet again until Taco Bell fired someone for uh, saying black lives mattered yeah just a, an exciting time for brands all around uh, and video game brands were no different um, uh, I think the only one that I heard that did something substantive was square who mm-hmm. I mean you know uh, Take it however you want, but um, they, they, um, they donated, I think, I don't know, $500,000, something, some, some large-ish amount of money to Black Lives Matter directly, which... Oh, well, we can get
1: into yeah, the Black Lives Matter Foundation and all of that shit. Is. we could yeah but i mean different <laughs> podcasts discussion about the difference between an ngo and why you register as a company and all right yeah
0: um yeah. i but think no, as far a, that's a good it's a good that's a good it's a, a good uh it's a smart podcast to have yeah. um but yeah in any case with experts yes <laughs> not know what us. they're talking about uh but no in any case yes yeah, square donated something which you know good for square um with all the caveats of corporate donation notwithstanding, and then um
1: I want to say Call of Duty. I, I didn't. I don't play uh, Call of Duty and uh, the most recent multiplayer stuff, so I don't know this firsthand. But I saw a lot of secondhand accounts that um, they like did the worst thing possible, which was make their Black Lives Matter thing not only. Non-substantive but annoying. Oh, and like you had to like yeah, like it was sort of like a terms of service update where you had to like hit a through a Black Lives Matter banner every
0: time you oh, you logged in for like a week. That's terrible. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, that's not helpful. <laughs> no one, no one's liking that. I think like the the um, yeah, like the worst ones were always were the ones where it was like, how can we make this part of our brand, and then how can we make this totally just like something that clearly is not part of our brand at all like i was snapchat did a juneteenth filter Do you see that yes uh um, smile to break your chains uh um, yeah and that's that's a mistake yeah No. Um,
1: oh, yes um I, how does won. that like i all right i know the the way that that gets passed uh I, from, I from branding
0: to marketing to implementation is everybody there is white Sure. Okay, well yeah, sure. And and the Snapchat but, has said as much. They said they won't release their diversity statistics because it would <laughs> it would cement the the appearance of in the industry that there is no diversity. Right. Um, oh, well is, thank
1: you. Oh, I'm glad they're climbing up on that cross. Thank you Snapchat. It just it's thank just an you.
0: extremely extremely on-point way of saying like, yeah, of course we don't have any diversity. That that's the main thing. But like not not even any of those white people were like
1: you know, let's let's pause a second. Can we rethink this just a
0: little bit? <laughs> I don't think this is good. Not a single a white person trouble. in that room had a uh no. had a concern about all right. They know. were all really into it. They all thought this is great and no. everyone who loves Juneteenth is gonna love this. This is um, learning. This is what learning looks like. In any case, yeah, it's it's not good and uh I mean, there's just a lot of not good happening. There's good yep. happening, too. You know, I, I, I want to say the good to not good meters have sort of balanced out.
1: A little um, bit, yeah. They were, like, really unbalanced towards the not good stuff the last time we had one of these conversations. Yes. Um, they're leveling out a little bit. There were a couple of uh, broken clock Supreme Court decisions, which are uh, good. Oh, uh, that, all right, the Supreme Court, like all right, John Roberts is putting up smokescreen here. He's like giving you a little bit of a taste of what looks like a victory.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. To no, balance no, no.
1: out him, you know, hammering home
0: some really bad shit on the other side. Don't get me wrong, but the thing yeah. is, you have to take the good with you have to take the good when you get it. So yeah. like, yes, okay, there's going to be some some rough ones coming up, but uh, you know. Daca was said to the, the repeal of Daca was said to be unconstitutional, which is really good news mm. for. Yeah, it's, I mean he,
1: but he also gave him a roadmap to come how, on how to come back and make me say this is constitutional.
0: Oh yeah, sure, yeah. but I mean, look, like, like now the, the administration the first, might
1: be so stupid they just can't.
0: Like uh, they are, yes, one hundred percent. They are not patient, and that is passed. Like that is something that they are not going to look into for a while. Yeah. I don't think I think they don't care anymore. Um, I think that is a that this is an administration, the Trump administration that is truly um has one thing it can focus on at a time. Yeah. I
1: mean I mean you have to realize though that the DACA was a you know, kludge given to us by Obama like as a fig leaf for the destruction his administration caused in, in immigration policy too. So winning that war, I mean it's better than the
0: the alternative yeah it's a lot better. So, <laughs> but so again, this is the thing right like, We are I'm barely w- protecting gains. one hundred percent agree with you that like the this is not a a win of like oh, we're we won everything we're we're it's done now um but and and probably ultimately, you know in the balance it might it might look small compared to the things we lose, but in a in the middle of this administration you do have to take your wins where you can get them and like i feel like you know the 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 dreamers who don't have to be deported i'm happy for them the um the lgbt people who have basic uh the same basic job protections which (laughs) the same basic job as we do as everyone else but they got them like yeah yeah, no that's something that's That's yeah, it's, when, it's something. When their
1: claim is dismissed in court, it will be dismissed in a later stage of the proceedings than it was going to be before.
0: Yeah, and, I, um, you know,
1: that's all true, but
0: it's it's not like, it's not nothing.
1: It's it's not, it, it is, all right, I will say it is not nothing, but I am
0: very much against celebrating the Supreme Court at all. Oh, no, 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 that's why I said it was a broken clock. You yeah. know, you, you got to say, like, well, they're right. It's like, uh, it's like Trump saying that... Um, uh, uh, Guilado is the um, <laughs> the
1: Beto, O'Rourke. yeah,
0: the Beto O'Rourke of, of Venezuela. <laughs> like, w- was he wrong? No, but <laughs> hey, it does kind of feel unfair to Beto. Um, I don't think so, slightly. No, I mean, come on. S- no, Beto how can much, grow that beard. Beto can the, grow that beard.
1: Okay, we don't, we have enough.
0: no idea that that uh, Juan Guidotto can grow that beard. Okay, fine. Yes, okay, fair enough. Um, but other than that, I, I think it's pretty dead on. Um, in any case uh yeah i mean i don't know like that and more importantly the um the unrest that is not stopping and continuing to um make even like fairly liberal people start questioning the police yeah. um solidarity with everyone in the streets yeah pretty pretty great pretty great as far as that goes so um yeah i don't know like i i don't want to i don't want to tell anyone how to feel about politics right now um but uh like John, Simmons. I, on the other hand, <laughs> have made that uh, my entire brand. That's why everyone loves you so much. Yes. Uh, but the <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's it's basically you know, as John said, and I, I agree with him on this, it is uh, better than last time. Yep, video games, video games. Well, uh, what's new with yours? Is anything anything? Oh, yeah, anything so my
1: life? my hair is getting to the point because I, I, I don't try. I'm, I'm not going out to a haircut person. Like, I'm why, sorry. Why would you? That this would whole reopening idea. idea is is a farce. Um, so I haven't gotten my haircut in like six months. And I'm getting to the stage, that, that fun stage that I rarely hit, usually hit, only hit back when I was a teenager. Um, and, you know, I didn't, And like, well, not, not, not even a teenager, a college student, so I was, my parents weren't insisting I get a haircut. Uh-huh. every X amount of days, but I also wasn't in a professional environment yet where they go, why the fuck is your hair on your shoulders? Um, so you just have a blast. Yeah. Um, this where I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get tangles again. Ooh. Um, tangles in the hair. Oh, baby. Uh, and, I, you know, I, so I have to, you know, I'm, I'm adjusting to dealing with that, you know. This is what they call adulting, right?
0: Are you saying that um, it's getting to the point where your hair is no fun anymore?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, my hair is always... I, I do this thing where I get cut, like, really, really short, uh Mm -hmm. and hate the way it makes my face look and so i let it grow until it like i try to get as much of it covering my face as possible Uh uh-huh um uh and then once it's like just impossible to see uh, because (laughs) the bangs are so long then i go and do it over again um but usually i don't let it get in the back down to the part where uh you know i'm i'm like having to you know get product out and a comb and go to town on it but now Um, now you are well yes thank you to the global pandemic for that experience,
0: well, it's like it's like visiting an old friend.
1: Yep. Um, so there's that. There's uh, um, we're not doing like weird mask shit. Like the mask fights have begun out in the culture where yeah. the people without the masks are starting to yeah. Well, really our has
0: been bringing that to our corner of the internet quite clearly.
1: Yeah. So far here in suburban Maryland. Um, not the war has not begun here yet, but you can like sort of see it. Like the mm-hmm. people you'd suspect are the ones that are going to go maskless first. You know, just like that that piece about who goes Nazi first, who goes maskless first. <laughs> um, you can see them like refusing to put the mask on until they go inside. And uh, in a and yeah, in sure. a vacuum, that's probably best practice. What we know about this now is that it basically it's like a vampire bug. Exposure to direct sunlight more or less kills it. Yeah. Um stuff out doing stuff outside as we've seen from the protests you know the spread isn't that large as long as you're doing stuff outside you're wearing the mask you're being decent about the social distancing stuff as long as you follow those specific guidelines so really the
0: mask thing is the most important thing yeah i mean and as long as you do that be, you're good what what is so weird about the mask thing of course is that like it is like it is the one thing that it just makes it all f- Fairly easy to stay uninfected, and it's the one thing that I mean. Listen, not not totally uninfected, but it makes it easier. Yeah. Let's say that much. Um, well, I mean, we've all seen those those comparisons of the droplet spread, yeah. Masks versus, like, not even medical masks, just cloth masks. And there, there are people who just say, like, well, no, yeah, it's culture um, war. Yeah, it's, uh, we it's are going be very. We good. are recording
1: this the night of uh, President Trump's rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma,
0: and I think we could both say. K- k-a-g um just kidding
1: yeah um and he uh he's he we've seen the turnout it looks like a conference usa
0: basketball game someone i saw someone one of my one of the people uh i've followed for a long time uh at eighty eighty five 85 mf uh, who's a a pit and uh philly sports fan um that is Pitt football uh, mm-hmm. or the University of Pittsburgh and Philly sports. It's, it's um, not as insane as it sounded at first. N- no, 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 not at all. Um, great guy. Everyone, everyone should follow Mike. Um, but uh, he, he posted that the, the turnout was like the process era Sixers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is 100% true. It's just like it, it, basically if you want to watch uh, a bunch of guys who, um, who, who aren't going to be on, a, on, a, on a, uh, an NBA roster – uh, anytime soon, um, you know, go to this Trump rally.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Trump campaign is claiming that um, Antifa has waylaid all of the people that were supposed to go there uh, and appear, and that's why turnout is down.
0: I love uh, how powerful Antifa has become. Yeah.
1: Um, are, we, are we doing Ant- – do we have to have the discussion about Antifa versus Antifa?
0: I can't imagine why we'd have to have the discussion. But That's true. Uh, I mean, do we have like a style guide for the podcast? Oh, no, I, I okay. typically say Antifa, but I don't really right. care.
1: I mean, some people do, but they're all losers. I just thought it was funny that we immediately diverged pronunciations. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I think that's fine. I think that's yeah. even, even
0: good, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I think the funniest thing about Antifa is um, that one uh, thing where someone someone said uh, Trump talk, saying Antifa to uh, the song Tequila, <laughs> um which is really good. That's usually what I think of it. Probably why I say Antifa. Cause I just hear like, da 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 da. Antifa. <laughs> da da, 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 da. Um, Which, I mean, let's be clear. That's about as serious as you should take any sort of discourse about Antifa. Um In the first place. Uh Well, certainly discourse coming from the right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. Like, please. Yes. Of, yeah. of course that is, that is 100% true. Um, all right. Yeah. So, I guess that's all the politics right now. We uh, want to there talk was about video some games? news.
1: Yeah, there was. Uh, there were a couple underwhelming. Um... All right, so E3 got canceled this year, uh, which yep. means that the big publishers are probably laughing to them. I mean, uh, E3 was already sort of in danger of being canceled without the global pandemic. It felt mm-hmm. like that
0: thing was oh. really. Yeah, it was, that was on its last legs. I mean, yeah, that was like that was basically people were like, "What? Are, why do we have to do this? Like, what are we doing here? Are we?" is it necessary that I show up to this thing? Like, Can't we just, can't we live stream this? Like, E3, yeah. I feel like, was the only thing prior to the pandemic that people were like, can we just please live stream this and, like, not do this? Yeah, um, And uh, now everyone's live streaming, and it's like, well, we'll just live stream E3, and everyone breathes a big sigh of relief.
1: Yeah, it's funny, though, because the expectation was that these uh, publishers and platforms were going to be doing these, like, big, Demonstrative streams, like you know the big the big shit like you because usually when you did an e three event, it was a production you remember yes. sony 's event where like they put every, for, for the last of us two they put everyone, and we 'll be talking about that later uh they put everyone in like a barn. Or something that 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 giant like prefab barn they made a couple years back, and they had <laughs> yeah. like the the the
0: acoustic guitar oh, guy and all of this fucking nonsense. Well, yeah, it was always yeah. it was always like it was always like an Apple unveiling. Like yeah, where they, like, basically got to be Tim Cook for a minute. Or Bethesda, Bethesda brought in an Andrew WK in a completely baffling. I mean, good
1: for, good on him for getting the paycheck, but uh, yeah, Andrew or uh steve mike or whatever hadn't really been Uh, yes yes in the talk
0: about the let's let's teach the controversy no no we don't Um. have two hours um (laughs) but google steve mike two e's s t -t e e v mike i think andrewwilkescareer.com is still up anyway all right all right yeah um so yeah they
1: had him in like for a bethesda event you know those were fairly high production events you expected something similar on these streams uh, we'll get to Sony's second, I think. They did a PS5 stream. Um, I want to start with EA's stream from, yeah, do I it. think, yesterday or the day before. Um, so there, there's one piece of news that is reverberating from this across the internet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From the highest, highest mountain to the lowest gully.
0: And this is like a, Yeah, is... this is a huge deal. This is like one of the biggest uh, pieces of gaming news we've had in a long time. That news is Skate 4. Skate, well, skate. But, yeah, you're right.
1: It might not be Skate 4. See, all right. <laughs> if you wanted to pick the laziest, worst way to do this announcement. They did. They did. They, did. they totally did. So uh, EA has their, their, um, their event, their digital event, and it's highly underwhelming. Um, the centerpiece is like announcing that Sims 4 is there for you if you've been racially slurred at school and is also on Steam now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I expected a Bioware announcement of some kind, like Mass Effect remastered, at least, like the new trilogy remaster, or, because that's been rumored for a while, or, like, something about Anthem, because they're doing the, the We're Sorry tour for Anthem. Yeah, right, of course. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't stupid enough to expect that we'd hear anything about Dragon Age 4, but I expected something from Bioware, just as, like, proof of life. Nothing. They got nothing.
0: Um they'll do a stream in three weeks or so why not
1: yeah there was there was some e a has sort of come to this thing where they like call their lesser studios indie studios- mm-hmm. or like studios they have third party partnerships with indie i don't'm not sure that's entirely how that works when you're e a um but <laughs> sure. they did have a they they did showcase a number of lower budget titles and there was some apex stuff in there and there was you know all the other random shit you expect to see from EA there was there was less sports stuff than i was expecting honestly
0: yeah yeah EA sports brand seems to have like just kind of well like it uh, was become way less important to them it was entirely
1: say. football and soccer like i we we didn't even see a slight mention of the NHL in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought they still have like a, they have a basketball license kicking around that they can still use. Like, they took last year off from making it because they're like this year is going to be really important, but I, 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 don't know. I guess that's gone too. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> this year is going to be really important because it's going to be the official end of this title. <laughs>
1: so yeah, what happens is at the end of the show, they bring on uh, two guys uh, from skates history – um, to talk about how maybe they're making, how, how they're making another skate game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't have any footage. It's truly just
0: a... two guys next to each other having a, having a FaceTime.
1: Yeah, uh, and they seem really excited, but everyone on these seems really excited because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how you have to exist in the brand sphere. Um, they don't give a title. Uh, they don't, I can't imagine it's a mobile game, but they don't commit to it being a full retail game. I certainly can't imagine it's a remaster. Can you imagine how how mad people people would be be if it's a remaster? So
0: mad! It's gonna it'd be great. I mean, it does not like. I will say this based on what they were saying. It and like, listen, I I'm saying this with the full anticipation that it's going to be a remaster, actually. But it it seemed like based on what the people who were like who did the production of Skate were saying that this is like something new because they keep saying like. Yeah, Skate's back, like, I'm so excited to be doing more mm-hmm. work on this, like, different things. with. Like, it seemed as if they were excited about, hey, like, we're going to be doing more with Skate now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that could absolutely just be a remaster. Yep. Yeah. All right, so let's say it is Skate 4, though. You're the branding
1: uh, major domo or czar, whatever the fuck they call that position, for the Skate franchise moving forward. Do you replace the A in Skate with a 4?
0: Ooh, yes.
1: All right. Yes, absolutely. I do. I think that's the correct answer. Also, I think. I, mean, we, I think you go for that
0: if you have the possibility you have the chance. I, I mean,
1: it's right like, there. What right? are you? It's doing? in the middle. Yeah. It's in the middle of the word too. The A is right there in the middle of the word. Skate. So it's like it's it's not even like unbalancing the word or whatever.
0: If you wouldn't it's, do it, that, it's good. are you even a uh, marketing Look, guy?
1: I think you're a coward. If you don't do it, you're a coward. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we should talk about this. Um, yeah, we're done with EA. Let's go to the PlayStation stuff. Uh, okay. that, that EA stream was really just nothing. Uh,
0: yeah, it was. I honestly like for such an exciting announcement, and for like honestly, an announcement that people talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Skate announcement was like, what am I looking at here? What is this? Yeah. So the
1: so- Sony did a PS5 um, launch uh, event thing, which only really looks good in comparison to EA's especially anemic stream. Mm-hmm. Like the launch the uh the first thing that happened in this um i'll
0: no, leave it to leave it to this, EA to give you Yeah uh, the first thing that ha- the first
1: thing that happens in this PS five stream is <laughs> an ad for uh Grand Theft Auto five with yes. the PS four logo in the top left corner, just so you know this is all PS four footage. Yes um with the uh the explanation being that um a backwards compatible version of grand theft auto Five, in other words the p s four version is going to be available i i think as a as a bundle a bundled in item with the p s five at launch um I mean, for you know the five people on the planet who don't have some grand copy theft of it. Auto i mean 5. grand Theft
0: auto Five literally was free on the epic store yeah, it's not like this is not a difficult game to get at this point. Like within any any way you want to say it it's not a difficult game to get.
1: I'm assuming it's going to give you some also some play in some like free time or whatever on uh Grand Theft Auto 5 online. Um yeah. the online version of that game which is still just insanely popular for reasons that both do and don't uh surpass understanding. I mean it just basically seems like it's like kind of a fun game. Yeah. I, I don't know um yeah it it is a you know it's just it's something it's an example of a company building a community well and working well with that community that they built
0: yeah and like the game i mean the thing about grand theft auto online right Mm -hmm. is that it is not beholden to grand theft auto 5 and that's why it's good like it's just people having a blast within the world of grand theft auto 5 yep um whereas like the game of Grand Theft Auto Five is like one hundred percent just just Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, yeah, why Who cares? Right? Yeah. So the Sony the Sony announcement
1: uh, the Sony stream was was pretty good. People like kind of expected a little bit more out of it. I think, I think um, that's fair. They were mollified at the end because the end they got hori- the new Horizon Zero Dawn. Before we get to that, I want to talk about another masterpiece of game branding which was the resident evil 8 trailer hmm. um
0: i don't know if i've seen
1: that oh uh yeah it's 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 pretty fantastic it seems okay. it seems like what they're doing they're like splitting the difference between a sequel to resident evil 7 and a remake of resident evil 4 which of course
0: it, is what every person who ever thinks about resident evil is thinking of doing yeah uh, well the thing is you, resident evil 4 you can't remake resident evil 4 though Like that –
1: anyone who sets out to remake Resident Evil 4 and call it Resident Evil 4 is a fool.
0: Yes, Because it will
1: never – because it's in that space in the cultural memory now where nothing you put out now will be able to compare to what people have activated in their brains when you say Resident Evil 4. So what you do is you make Resident Evil, quote-unquote, 8, and it takes place in a village – in what appears to be the Pyrenees of Spain, but is left open. Weird. Um, okay. Might, right. might be England, but, it, you know, I'm thinking it's probably continental Europe. Um, and it has to do with a town going slowly mad with a disease that looks like, but is not directly analogous to, the zombie plague. Incredible. Um perfect. And (laughs) doesn't actually star Leon, because Leon's kind of the least important bit of of Resident Evil 4. Yes, that's 100% correct. um, So what you do is you make the protagonist... It it sort of seems like maybe there's a jumping protagonist around. It seems like maybe you have multiple perspectives, because um, when a Resident Evil character that you know does show up, it's uh, Chris Redfield in the stinger at the end of the trailer. And you're, in the first person perspective, and this is the Resident Evil 7 inspiration is that you're first person and honestly mm-hmm. I think from what I've seen of Resident Evil 7 I haven't beaten it um, but I've watched a bunch of footage of it
0: I have it I've never really played
1: it though moving to first person is really good has been really good for the horror aspect of that series mm-hmm.
0: it really seems that way yes. um,
1: they've learned that they, give it give them credit give Capcom credit they've learned a lot from what other smaller studios have been doing in the horror space in the indie horror space uh, for years with first person um, right and so the, the Stinger, the Resident Evil 8 trailer, is you are in first person as this guy named Ethan, uh, and you're in your – I assume you're in your, your dining room or your kitchen or your, your main residential space. Sure. And Chris is standing there with his – and he doesn't look like steroids Chris or like heroic Resident Evil 5 Chris – with, like, the sleeveless shirt and the massive steroid guns. Um, he looks <laughs> like he's in the—he's like in a coat and a bulletproof vest, and he just looks like a dour, sh- shitty meathead. Uh-huh. Um, and you're begging him for something, and then Chris, while, like, sort of staring at you, raises his handgun, and you notice that your wife's, like, laying on the floor next to you kind of bleeding, Razor his hand and just puts, like, mag-dumps the gun into the woman <gasps> as you, like, beg him to stop. Wow. And then, you know, the trailer ends. And, you know, it's kind of obvious that what he's probably doing is stopping your wife from coming back from the dead as a zombie. But maybe he's not. Maybe he's just become evil. <sighs> maybe he's just become evil. I sort of doubt he's become evil. Anyway, Resident Evil 8, uh, the reason I brought it up here is because uh, when the title card hits... The first thing you see is the word village. Just, you know, giant capital block letters. And then they highlight the V, the I, and the top stems of the two L's while leaving out the bottom part to form the Roman numeral 8, and then put Resident Evil below it. If you're going to make Skate 4, you need to get on that level. (laughs) You need to put the 4 in the middle, um, and preferably have a a deep-toned voice say, Skate. Four. At the I mean, end. I honestly, know. what a what a choice! What a what a brilliant choice! Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we can get to Horizon Zero Dawn since we're on the um. Yeah. So I mean,
0: are you at all excited about Horizon sure. Zero Dawn? I
1: liked Horizon. Um, well, it's Horizon Forbidden West, is what it's called. Well, I um, know.
0: Okay. So, are you at all excited about Horizon Zero Dawn? T- two.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go with Horizon Zero Dawn colon Forbidden West as the title. That's just a <laughs> bit too much. Um, you did West. And, you know, this sort of, it strikes me as a game that didn't need a sequel.
0: Uh, oh, no? You don't think so?
1: I mean, up until, I mean, they, I know they put that bit at the end with um, Alloy and Lance Reddick's guy uh, riding off onto the, into the horizon. Saying, but you,
0: uh, Officer Prisvoluski, why did you fire that weapon? Yes, why did you discharge? Uh, your weapon?
1: What information did you gain by going to the project? Yeah, that guy.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I, I, that I, don't, I don't. I not have a Lance Reddick. That was that not was a Lance Reddick impression. One. I don't have please, a Lance Reddick impression. Please do not do a Lance Reddick impression. I don't have one. I, I was after just doing... we just talked about the state of race relations. Yeah, I, um, I, I plead with you not to. Um, but no, it's uh, It's also uh, the, the. I just imagine that that's what every character he ever plays. Says. Why did you? Why did you fire your? Uh, your weapon, Officer Prisbaluski. Yeah, um, that's just what he. That's that's what he always says upon waking up uh, to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is not going to be a launch title. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn wasn't a launch title either. Uh, this is a game that's yeah. Zero Dawn got pushed back quite a bit. Um, mm. um, Forbidden West, they, they sort of do like it's like. I'm not sure if it's the same on this one, but with the previous game, it was because they wanted to build that engine and really have it usable and modular um, for future first party Sony output. And yeah, they got their return sense. on that investment with uh, Death Stranding, because Death right, Stranding is sure, sure, sure. built on the uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn engine. Yeah. Um, it's unclear if, I assume, what's going on with the Forbidden West is an evolution of that engine in some way, uh, which will probably decrease their turnaround time some bit. Um but yeah, it's a new Horizon Zero Dawn game. You're going to the West, which is pretty obviously California. This is sort of like Horizon New Vegas because <laughs> the 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 western edge of the map in the original game was like just before Nevada or something. Uh huh. Um, okay. Fair enough. So you're going. You're no. You're you're getting the Mojave Desert. You're getting all that stuff. You're getting you know, hope assuming we go to california and the pacific ocean um so that's what that's going to be covering the trailer is extremely heavy on spectacle and not very heavy on plot
0: does it play Um, phantom
1: planets california over top of it i do not believe it does no that is a mistake Um, missed opportunity that's the california rest in peace song right
0: uh, no, it's no. California. Okay, California. That's that the, one. wait. Yes, okay. It's a whinier song.
1: version of that song. I think the song I'm thinking of is like is like Red Hot Chili Peppers or something.
0: Oh, uh, Californication. Not maybe. I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have like 800 songs about California. So let's. I, mean, I think it's Danny California. Actually, that I'm thinking of. Danny California.
1: California, rest in peace. Simultaneous. All right, we're not singing oh, for the I know fucking that audience. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome to Twitch sings. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, both any any of those songs would have been a, an insult. So that's that's sort of the vibe. Wrong again. Across. Wrong. Oh, you're you a fan of you're a fan of. No, you know? I'm
0: not a fan of any of them. But I think you have to make a California song if you're making a California game.
1: <sighs> All right. Uh, it can be instrumental though. You don't have to put California in the lyrics. Don't um, So let's see. Yeah, it's got the normal, um, I want to say vibes that every PS5 game has, but every PS5 game has certain vibes. One of those vibes is no loading screens. Loading screens are gone. They're done with. We're never doing loading screens again. Um, and they sure,
0: I'm sure we'll never actually have to figure out the loading at any other time of the game, but, uh, yeah, it's um, gone because we never have to load again, right? They've that- claimed that this extends to like the
1: much maligned loading corridors where, you know, you sneak through a crack in the wall and yeah. yeah. while yeah. the okay. game Great. loads. Yeah. Um, they've claimed it, it applies to that. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks like more horizon zero dawn, um, I am down for more Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. uh, from a gameplay perspective. I hope Very they popular it, game. I hope they make it harder this time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it sort of, you know, it was a stealth hunting game, um, which means that once you mastered the stealth, the hunting got pretty easy, even for the big characters. Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they... they it's kind of the, the dishonored problem, too. Yeah. Um, but I don't think its systems were complex enough to excuse... Uh, the lack of difficulty, Dishonored's were. I mean, it was much more of a sandbox. You have fewer options um, with Aloy than you do with um, either Corvo or Emily in those series. Uh, But no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, Oh, let's go back to EA for a second. I forgot to mention (laughs) Star Wars Squadrons. I am
0: never going back to EA for a second. How dare
1: you? So Um, Yeah. So Star Wars Squadrons was actually the centerpiece of the EA presentation. Um, it dropped cool. this great story trailer with all the musical pieces you know and love. I think it had the, the asteroid um, song um, from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the song that plays while the Falcon is going through the asteroid field and the TIE fighters are chasing mm-hmm. it. It's iconic-ish. Um, and it shows this, this story-based trailer about, you know, the wholesome rebel... Uh, pilot being chased by the snooty Imperial, you know, white aristocratic pilot, um, Uh and it ends with, you know, them both escaping to fight another day. But as the trailer goes on, you realize you're not being sold a game about those two characters. You're not being sold a game about uh, Wholesome Rebel Girl and, uh, you know, Imperial Draco
0: Malfoy. Wholesome Rebel Girl, one of uh, Virgil Texas's less uh, (laughs) successful ventures. (laughs) Um And you're more being sold
1: a five-versus-five multiplayer online deathmatch mode that first appeared in some form in Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh-huh. And the game appears to be pre-selling for only $40 on well, Steam. Oh, this isn't good. These are, these are uh, all a lot now, of bad signs. <laughs> you only, a AAA developer only pre-sells a game for $40 on Steam if it's not a full product. If it's a multiplayer, let's say, only product. Now, the information that came out from both this EA event and this event after really is heavily made to reassure people there is single-player content in this. But as it was described in the trailer itself the the well the additional content shown in the EA event itself the single player game sounds like it's a tutorial teaching you oh, how to play geez. the game and then bring you into the multiplayer space
0: grim um i mean look i wasn't there's nothing about star wars games that really uh does a lot for me right now it's it's mm. okay that they're it's okay that this isn't going to be good but boy what a disappointment for Star Wars fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, Star, at least what They're Star Wars that, fans right? have going for them is that they aren't convinced it's a disappointment yet. And they'll get to that place eventually as the more about the game comes out. But they Star seem,
0: Wars fans have two modes. It's either uh, being disappointed or being convinced that the thing is not going to be a disappointment. Yeah, uh, I am, um, They've never a, felt joy, which is a real shame. <laughs> as a Star Wars fan myself, but also as a massive cynic
1: about what Disney's doing with the property, um, there are way too many red flags on this to have any kind of um faith that it'll come out as a sort of story driven like because people want to compare it to x-wing versus tie fighter those were like each of those had like a, a 15 to 20 hour campaign yeah of single I mean, X-Wing player versus missions. tie fighter were big games yeah maybe it's closer to t- I, it's been a long time since i've played them uh when you're younger and stupider games take longer um, but it's also,
0: I mean, for the time it was yeah. like, a, I mean, that was a complete game. I yeah. I heard X Wing versus Tie Fighter talked about as much multiplayer, as much as a single player game. Like yep. it was just as much a single player. Also,
1: game. there were games called X Wing and games called Tie Fighter. Like X Wing yeah. versus Tie Fighter was the third game in that series. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I I I just think some people are a bit are reading a bit more into it and they're being helped along by what looks like some pretty shady marketing. Uh cuz cuz all right, so shady the, marketing. the first trailer has like um has scenes of the tie fighter pilot and the x-wing pilot manipulating controls in the cockpit the way you would have in x-wing and tie fighter to yeah. manage your energy balance. Do we actually think that there's going to be energy balance modification in the game itself as a major point? No. I mean, we'll see. Uh, We haven't really seen enough gameplay to know. Um, But here's the thing. The reason Space Sims have died out is because of the shift to the controller. The controller has way fewer buttons than a keyboard does. You have to be able to build your game to work on a controller, which means you can't have an entire console of buttons you press mid-flight to, you know, put on your energy presets or change your shield and energy load distribution or throttle up or match speed or, you know, you need buttons for every part of that. Mm -hmm. And you can't find those on a controller. A controller maxes out at, what,
0: 12 buttons, 12, 13 buttons, something like that. Trying to think, yeah. I guess you could, if you really, really utilized, like, every button, you might be able to
1: get, like, what? 14, 15. You've got the d pads, so each D-pad is four. Uh, face buttons is another four. Triggers and bumpers are another four.
0: And this, and then you've got the click sticks, so 16. Yeah, but no one ever uses that many. I mean, like, that I would mean, be yeah, unbelievably I mean, complicated. Even, like, the most complicated fighters don't use that many...
1: And I, I don't know, maybe to modulate energy you could say uh you hold left trigger and it switches the D pad over to doing something different and the face buttons over to doing something different. The Dark Souls gambit, yeah. Yeah. I mean you can even still I wanna say when I was going through keybinds for like Free Space and Free Space Two, there's a good fifty buttons I needed access to. Yeah. Like and I did Well that's why that's why
0: that's why like flight flight controller st- sticks were so popular. It yeah. wasn't because they were cool. I mean, they were, but like, it was that they were, they helped you understand the game because you didn't have to use a keyboard. You could use something that was a little more like robust, aesthetically understood. Yeah. yeah. So robust I mean, robust as well. Uh, and the
1: thing about those, the, the flight sims from ages gone by is that you didn't need to memorize all 50 buttons. You only yeah. really needed 10 or 15 of them to do active pilot stuff. At the, at the time of, you know, flying your ship around, but you needed to know sort of what the others were doing for those one or two times, you needed to actually have access to that function right now. And that was what separated the, you know, the especially when multiplayer stuff happened, that was what separated the casuals from the pro gamers. Um, well, they were amateurs then, but the, the elite gamers. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it sort of looks like Star Wars Squadron is, is going to be Uh, some attempt at an eSports title, I guess. I mean, you don't... That's disappointing. You don't go into this without... Like, you don't pitch a game like this to the executives without at least having a bad faith eSports plan, right? Right. Like, I, I to mean, fool them. <laughs> you, you don't ever admit to the executives that this will not be an eSports game. Because everyone, the, the whole reason of, of pitching these multiplayer things is the idea that maybe you'll hit the jackpot and it'll become huge in China and Korea and that market as a yeah, sport. I
0: mean, that's, that's, the, that's the dream. It's not going to happen. No, I it's mean-
1: not. But, you know, that's what you have to market for. Or at least pitch for for your
0: bosses. It feels like it feels really weird to do that with Star Wars, though, because, like, Mm -hmm. is Star Wars, and I guess people who like Star Wars and know Star Wars better than me, maybe you, John, um, could tell me this. Uh, I should say, I do like Star Wars. I won't lie and say that I've never enjoyed them. I just don't like them as much as some people. I I don't make my life about them uh, because they've disappointed me in the past, and I decided to make my life about other stuff that'll disappoint me, like sports. Yeah. Um, But um, is Star Wars popular in no. china no the, okay, the, yeah, i didn't they, think so star wars i believe the film's
1: massively underperformed expectations um just because that that i don't believe that ip has ever really significantly penetrated there warcraft yeah, I, movie I, I, they're down for
0: that starcraft yeah, i mean star it's wars? Ex- not so much it's an extraordinarily american ip yeah like the whole thing is just like a western um
1: i mean i'm not even sure it's worth going to like you know cultural divination for why it just it was no no I'm, was, not saying, was, I'm not saying i'm yeah. i'm sorry i don't
0: i don't mean to suggest that uh, chinese consumers wouldn't like a western but i also think like the extreme popularity of star wars is well it's an american phenomenon explicable. like uh, yeah. th- that shit wasn't coming out there in the 70s <laughs> right and warcraft came out in uh, warcraft was massively popular in china mm-hmm. because it it was coterminous with when Warcraft was popular. Yeah. yeah. So and like it, it's... it came in through World of Warcraft, is how it, how it came in. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, I'm not, I'm not thinking that's going to be too good.
1: No. Um, I, I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised. I'm always willing to be pleasantly
0: surprised. But yeah. That, that is your brand. Always willing to be pleasantly surprised. Um,
1: all right. So there's other interesting stuff on here. Um, this war of mine. Is now, officially yeah, I saw that. academic. It's, a,
0: it's on reading lists in Poland, yeah.
1: And this is not just like one school has added it, this is like at the national level, it has yeah. So added. it's
0: so now it's uh, uh, it would be like if it was Grapes of Wrath and uh, This War of Mine are the two books that you always read,
1: yeah. Um, except that now you have to own a computer
0: to do it because uh, it is a video or game, or play the one at school, I mean, yeah. I'm um, sure they'll have one that is available to people who don't own a computer. Yeah. We even have that in America. We're the, we're the place hey, that is nothing, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we probably have we, – we
1: have computers. I'm not sure if we have computers that can run this war of mine, but we have computers. Oh,
0: this war of mine is not demanding. <laughs> we have computers. You could run this war of mine on a Chromebook, I bet. Yeah.
1: No, my, my worry is that the OS – They don't have a, they don't have, like, their schools haven't bought the OS. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, um,
0: sure, right. Updates since 1996 or whatever. Okay, Um, fair enough, fair enough. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure if they're putting it on list, they'll have, it's not in the article. Yeah, this is, this is
1: Poland. So they, maybe they're, Uh, here's the thing. Poland's government doing things on purpose in 2020 is probably not a great thing. I don't know anything about Poland. Oh, they're, um, mm, not great. Fairly far Are they to the like right. Hungary light or? Yeah, I think maybe Hungary is Poland light. Um, Yikes! Trump went. Trump went there and, and had fun. Let's say last time Trump okay. was on his European tour. Yeah, Poland has some issues, but this huh. is probably not one of them. This war is mine, as
0: far as I know, is not like a pro fascist. Um, People seem to really straight, like this war yeah. of mine. I've never played it. Um... Because it seems extremely intense, and it's yeah. tough to talk myself into playing something It should be said, it's about the siege of Sarajevo in the 90s, in the Bosnian War. And inspired by actual experiences of um, people who were victims of, like, like uh, victims of war. Yeah. Um, I almost said victims of war crimes, but I don't think that's quite right. I think no, it's just, it's, like, victims yeah. of, of war. I mean, um, I'm pretty
1: sure war crimes are in there, too,
0: but it's, oh, sure, it's sure, sure. the wider... Oh, sure, 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 that's not the yeah. explicit point. The explicit point is, this is what war is. Um and I mean good for them good for the eleven inch studios for, for putting out a game like that. Good for them for keeping it popular and like it's it's massive success and, and it's cool. Like I think I think it's good that people are going to get um the chance to uh play a game from a critical perspective mm-hmm. in school. Like yeah. it's something that I think if you are given the um if you're given the chance to do it, uh you're gonna be more likely to actually take it seriously. I, I, later.
1: Yep. And I mean um, I so think
0: I, I think we're going to see
1: eventually in com- in countries that can sustain this as part of their educational budget. Uh not the US. Um we'll see more video games get added in.
0: Um because And finally, uh, finally. Yes, finally <laughs> there are Finally you, I Ebert I get I become I become the important man. Yeah. Not not everyone else. Uh that's what this what this whole podcast has been about. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Like it all jokes aside, it is, it is like out of, you know, whatever game you could add, like I, I get some, I get, I've gotten some pushback for how mean I am about braid. And I will say that I enjoyed playing braid. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy the ridiculous ending of braid, but I liked playing it. Um, but like, and I, I thought like the, when it was like being like, Hey, isn't what if I made Mario weird? That was fun. Um, but it could have been Braid. It could have been just, you know, Jonathan Blow or heaven forfend, it could have been David Cage. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus and... Christ.
1: All right, now, I, now I'm imagining um, Beyond Two Souls or Detroit Become Human being added to French
0: schools and wanting to cancel this entire project. Yeah, it's just like, just like imagining being like, okay, so now we're going to play a game that's going to tell you a little bit about uh, the civil rights movement from an interactive perspective. It's called Detroit Become Human. Um, just rough. Yeah. Very, very rough. And this war of mine, actually, like, I have heard, you know, smart people say that it is a good game. And, you know, smart people aren't always right. It may be a bad game. I haven't played it yet, so I can't say for sure. But um, or I can't tell you my particular pos- position on it anyway. Uh, but it's at least a game that smart people engage with. And um, that's a start. <laughs> that's
1: absolutely <laughs> that a start. That is a start. Um, and, it's, and there's far worse on your English reading list in high school.
0: So, mm-hmm. Although I kind of like I I don't know. I, well, yes, there is worse. I had to read On the Beach, which yeah. um, irritating book. More famous as a movie. Um, weird that we read it. Uh, but anyway, uh, on to the next piece of news. Right, let's sk- um,
1: skip Torchlight 3 um, since we're running. A bit yeah, right.
0: it's it just like it t- it so Torchlight like 3 mess. came out. It looks like it is a, um, a mess. Looks like it is the, yeah, basically someone couldn't finish a Mobile game, and so they said, "Hey, look, let's uh, let's just make this Torchlight 3. It
1: started free to play. Eventually, relatedly, it's now twenty dollars on Steam, um, so that they can move the free to play mechanics. Um, and you know, I am a fan. I am a fan of action RPGs. So we I liked. I,
0: I played a lot of Torchlight one. Yeah,
1: I played a lot of um... Torchlight
0: two. Mm, Um, I heard it was good. I've never actually played it. It has
1: weird optimization issues. Like, a game Mm -hmm. that looks like that from that long ago should not run as poorly as it does. Uh, Yeah, Um, sure. But, you know, generally I like it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a pin in Torchlight 3, and we'll come back to it in a couple months
0: and see. I think that's a good idea. I think it it may, in fact, be unfair to think about Torchlight 3 at this point, because it feels like... Even in the article that was, like, super critiquing on Eurogamer, it was like, I really want to like this, but I don't know. Well, the thing and is, the like...
1: previous two games launched as fully fo- uh, polished finished products. Yep. Um, and so this, this is launched
0: different. as
1: a dog shit, piece of dog shit that was on fire. And that's not what you expect. So it's either someone is taking control of this IP and is doing something radically different and radically wrong with it, or the way that the dev cycle works is
0: they have to build um, yeah, yeah, and hopefully... and it might be that. I mean, this is this is corona development, so we don't know. All right. Um. And last piece
1: of news before we get to the big headline of this week, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is delayed again to November.
0: Wow! Can you believe it? Um. I can. I can totally <laughs> believe it because I like I my my utter disinterest in this game just grows by the day. It's like absolutely. I don't even know if I'll play it at release. Like I,
1: I am just. I'm gonna play it at release. Um, whenever it finally comes out. Um, mainly I suspect what's going on here is they're getting information
0: from Sony and Xbox about when the new console is going to launch. I'm sure they are. Project and, Red is. You Project Red is uh, is nothing if not very interested in. Um, <laughs> very interested in getting as much profit as possible. And it, this, um, this, this, this. Uh, delay came out alongside the news
1: that the last-gen versions of the game would be backwards compatible with the launch um, <laughs>
0: Which hardware. only means that you probably should just wait until they make the PS5 version or else you'll be playing the uh, worse version of the game. Yeah,
1: what, it mean, well, what it functionally means is that you're, when you pre-ordered uh, 2077 months and months and almost probably a year ago, that version of the game will play on the launch hardware that you pre-ordered mm-hmm. for um great because they're not going to automatically upgrade you obviously but that version of the game and it's you know who knows what the difference between the ps5 and ps4 or the xbox series whatever and the xbox uh three uh, xbox one jesus name your see here's what i like playstation their numbers they're in order you know Xbox, you got fifty-five different fucking names. Hey, the going X- a
0: little bit of red here, John. Woo yeah. um, This so, is our shock jock. We're we're, we're auditioning now. Yeah. Um, um, so you got yeah, the but- you
1: know the backwards compatibility thing. But I'm pretty sure the game. Like, I don't I don't think they're lying when they say the game is pretty much done. Like there's there's a lot of people who are. Oh, freaking I don't think out, they're lying either. Freaking yeah. out on like the Reddit's and the subreddits, like that. This is cover for an absolute disaster of a dev process. And no, yeah. we've seen
0: like. The game's done. Like years, they are,
1: we like oh, it's like six to eight months ago. Now we saw an extremely polished entire quest line from them.
0: Yeah, this gameplay. all this is is CD Projekt Red trying to maximize their profit and get another Witcher yeah. three. Um, like this is this is what they're doing. And like you know, fine. Yeah, that's that is what it is. But like, I honestly would have a lot more patience with them just saying like, listen, we want another Witcher three. Like. We're not releasing it until we can make the most money out of it. Then this, like, oh, so sorry, we have to delay again. Like, ah, oh, jeez. Oh, especially rough. the whole thing about get... how we're, we're tinkering. And, of course, they are yeah. tinkering with it.
1: Uh, but, you know, no. this is just because we cannot yeah. abide releasing a product that is below
0: 100% optimal. Mm. And, like, look, I I get it. Okay. You can't actually say that. You can't actually say, like, yeah, I've decided – like, we've decided to just be honest with the with – the, the people and say and, and tell you, yeah, it's, it's like it's because we um, we just want a ton of money. <laughs> um, but like, you know, as much as you can't say that, like, come on, like, we all know that's the reason. And you know that we know that <laughs> we're not stupid. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's very irritating. Yeah, Alright, I guess I will be goes.
1: covering this game for this podcast when it comes out.
0: I'll I'll end <laughs> up playing it. I'm sure. I mean, unless it's like Last of Us Two, which um, I'm not playing that game. All right, S- yeah. Screw that. Same. Um, so we can get to the we we can get to the last piece yeah. of news. The Last of Us Two is out, everyone. Oh man, it looks
1: bad. It looks like something. See, here's the thing. The all right, let's start with um. Everything. <laughs> Where to start? Where everything. to start? Now neither uh, neither of us are playing this game. Oh, you're not playing it either. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm no, not good giving for them the money for it. <laughs> I do have... Well, so I wanted to bring in a friend's review because they are playing it. Oh, um, great. And so Perfect. that we have at least someone who is playing the game to give their impressions of the game. So this uh, is from... Hit me with it. friend of the podcast, Lavender. They say... Okay. I can't begin to describe how bad this game is. It is just oh, a yeah. testament to human suffering in that it is a beautiful piece of technical achievement on a 17, seven-year-old architecture but only because it was built off exploitation. The plot is nearly incomprehensible if you spend more than five seconds thinking about it, and somehow all of the positive representation it could have had for not having a conventional female lead in any respect and having a trans man of color in the game is completely undone because the only way they understand the human condition is that everyone must feel immense pain forever. If you told me a Cenobite wrote this game, I still wouldn't (laughs) believe you, because at least pleasure and agony are inseparable in the Hellraiser universe. This is just straight-up misery. Wow. Um, And then uh, a post-script. There is a guy with a porno in his collection uh, in this game called Smash Brandy's Cooch. That's the level of writing we are dealing with here. Boy, that's a... There's... I mean... Ugh. So, uh with that in mind, uh the game has a metacritic score of 95. Um yeah,
0: right. It's it's uh, it's it's going it, to it's going to be fine, everyone. Don't is, worry. It uh, is of course currently being
1: brigaded by in the user scores section by um channers and fascists who uh rate the fact that it represents trans people and lesbians at all. As more important than the fact that it like fundamentally reinforces their entire worldview about yeah they these should actually people. really be excited about this yeah. one. but, uh, yeah, but they're doing culture
0: war shit so uh, yeah right. so yeah the- I mean the other the other thing about it is like it it like you know one of the things that people will be annoyed about and like I this has been like oh, so in case people are worried about spoilers for Last of Us two just skip ahead a little bit. Um, I should be a little nicer. In case people are worried about spoilers for Last <laughs> of Us 2, skip ahead a bit. Um, I, I, you know, like, very good, very good friend of mine, Brian Quimby, is playing this game. Mm-hmm. And and it's because, like, he had just a lot of fun with Last of Us 1. And, like, there's nothing wrong with playing this game because you had a lot of fun with Last of Us 1. That's like, that's, like, the point of a sequel. Like, if I loved... I never really played Last of Us because it was, like, not when I had... Not when I was gaming a lot mm-hmm. and when it came out. And, like, you know... It, didn't hit me the same way, but if it did, I'd totally play this game. Like That's the point of sequels. I'm not hating on anyone who plays this because they like the first game. That's like, that's what the sequel is made for. Like, you're just simply existing in an ecosystem. That is okay. Um, But I will say, you know, I'm not interested in it, and uh, I am going to spoil it here. Uh, So the the protagonist from the first game, Joel, is... um, Skip ahead now, is uh, killed yes. early on in the game. Uh, in I guess what people are calling the golf mission, although I have no idea. What he that's gets beaten to, mean.
1: De- to death with a golf club in a particularly Neat. brutal scene over like five minutes. Why does he? Why does that happen? Um, like that's not a zombie because Neil Druckmann um, uh, watched videos on live leak as a child. Uh, uh-huh. and okay, cool. Um, no, no, and um, this is actually a serious part of this. He watched. Um, uh, part of the impetus for this game is that he watched. Uh, the video of a lynching uh, as a young man and based this entire game off of his feelings of impotent rage at seeing that lynching. Um, this was apparently a video he watched it was like 12 right. or something. Um, I guess since we're in full spoiler-free territory, it's worth noting that he fails even on this level because if the idea was to convey the theme of impotent rage, um from seeing such a thing and then realizing that violence destroys people who intend to um, to use violence to fix a previous act of violence, Abby gets away with it. Like, the, the second mm-hmm. character in this game, what happens is halfway through the game, you cho- you change perspectives from Ellie to this girl, Abby. Ellie gives up, like, foregoes vi- um, revenge at at the final moment after a game full of piling bodies. Ellie gives up, the chance at revenge. Uh, so wait,
0: so you find out Abby did it, and oh, then yeah. you Abby did it. So that's but that's but you find that out in the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then is, so is Abby her love interest? No, or no, are no. We talk, no. Uh, oh, okay, the, uh, I didn't know if that was the one that they were. Uh,
1: there's okay. there's a whole other shit going on with the representation shit involved with Ellie's girlfriend and the fact that she's like banging some guy. Um... But no, the ending moral is that Ellie forgoes revenge and gets to go home missing a couple fingers and is now unable to play guitar, which is some huge monumental thing because apparently you can't play guitar left-handed.
0: Man, Tony Iommi going to have uh, some words with her. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that I mean, guy, that guy before before Black Sabbath uh, went out on their first tour. He, I mean, it's not a left-handed that, right?
1: guitar, but you can probably
0: find something or restring it. <sighs> Whatever. My, I, my friend, my friend Josh was the lead guitarist in our band. Strunk, played his guitars backwards instead of buying left-handed guitars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, I don't know. Maybe they hard. just maybe the people involved in this game never played guitar. Whatever. Very angry that they did not consult Tony Iommi <laughs> on this game. Do not know if Tony Iommi is still alive. Please do not tell me if he is.
1: Anyway, still Abby alive. gets away with it. Um, gets to leave after you know she completes her revenge on Joel. Uh, there's like they revenge play, for what? Uh, what killing is, what her Joel father. She killed her father who was the. Um, lead scientist the lead surgeon at the end of the last of us one now you may recall the last of us one ended with joel killing a base full of scientists because the uh, mcguffin of the game was ellie herself you had to deliver her to this uh, medical facility in i believe colorado that was going Uh to create a cure for the zombie disease but the way they were going to create the cure was some like dr mengala shit they're going to vivisect the girl alive and like rip it out of her spine Uh And if that didn't work, oh well, I guess we'll have we have all this all these tissue samples left over, like you know it was straight up Nazi shit. The way that it was not medical practice. You don't cut, you know, you don't bisect people alive to you know remove their spinal. It it was clearly a reason to make it okay to contrive a reason for Joel to go. Uh, hard as fuck and kill every single scientist there.
0: Sure, of course. Just like this is a contrivance for Abby to go yes. hard and kill Joel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, but it's just like, it, honestly, like, I, you know what? I get it. Like, I get if you are going into this game and you loved the first game that they kill off the protagonist like this. I get why no, you... No, no, like, no, here's the like, thing. All right. I don't you, think you that's a Channer thing. This. I think you that's
1: keep, totally okay. You keep giving that cop-out to the people who love the first game. I thought the first game was really fucking
0: good. I loved yeah. that game. I played it no, once. a lot of people really love that game. It's not a game that's like explicitly a bad game. Yeah. Like, it it's is, it's often considered a great game. It is
1: a much different experience and basically everyone who has played these two games has said it's a much different experience between these two games. Um and there was there was this um this little snippet that came out. Um let me see if I can find it. Uh about how the team from The Last of Us 2, uh, did their A-B testing, Mm -hmm. um, how they quality assured and focus group the game. Um, and here's the, here's the section. I believe this is from a Kotaku article, but I'm going off a screen cap. Um, since February 2017, Naughty Dog has been inviting scores of gamers to its offices to test out the active construction site that is the unfinished game. These players, as they're called, consent to being filmed as they move through the game. Then they fill out questionnaires and meeting groups to discuss what's working and what isn't. Back in the early stages of playtesting, Naughty Dog was troubleshooting the rough infrastructure of the game, how its world holds up, what people felt drawn to, where they got lost. Now, during this agonizing final stretch of development, Druckmann's team is watching for players' minute responses to the narrative and emotional beats. In the video feeds piped out of the playtesting room, the dev team logs and annotates each clench of the jaw and widening of the eyes. Druckman has even taken to spying on the gamers live from his office. What? This is not oh, God. This is not auteurism. This is like blending a better version of cocaine after doing reaction tests on your subjects.
0: That is bizarre. Like so. So I. I, I don't. I don't think I can say much more than this. But I've done. I like recently had did, did, did some playtesting for for uh, a thing coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk more about it, I'm sure, when it's out. But, like, nothing I had anything to do with. I just was lucky enough to playtest it. But the, I mean, the the way that it's done is, you, you like, the way I did it anyway, was uh, you played the game and you just kind of, like, talked to the person about what you were seeing. Like, they were, they were basically, like, just, you know, keep a running, keep a running, um, keep a running uh, uh, like, uh, uh, commentary of what you're doing and like what you think and how you're thinking about the games because like you know we want to see what your thought process is to see if it holds up or whatever so like the first part of that i do get where it's like okay like we want to film you uh so we know exactly like you know how you're you're experiencing this game like if, if it works if you're getting frustrated at parts that we can fix whatever but like again, like, Neil Druckmann's whole deal seems to be just taking this too far to a point where it's like... It goes into biometrics. This isn't helping anyone.
1: The second half of that description is a description of them using biometrics.
0: Yeah, the biometrics, that doesn't help anyone. What's that telling anyone about the game? Well, it's telling them
1: how to maximize physiological response to the game. In other words, stress levels. In other words, Uh emotional involvement. What that paragraph says to me is that this game has been calculated to stress you out as much as possible as a design decision
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is a 30 hour sure. game not a roller coaster ride and the game has been calculated to fuck with you physiologically because this is this is you right. know they do they, these tests are entirely based not i mean they've got the questionnaire sure but they've also got The reams of data. They can see when people are grossed out. They can see when people are scared or frightened. They can see when people have trauma and panic reactions on the camera. Like, there are physical signs of those. And outside of, I assume, the cooldown areas, because there will be, obviously, you know the way these games are structured, that you give you Act 1, Act 2, all of those are action-packed. You get the start of Act 3, there's, like, one zone where you get to walk around town and talk to people, and, you know, it's, it's the, the the lull in the narrative action. And then you go back mm-hmm. to Act 4, uh, the rest of Act 3, Act 4, Act 5, conclusion. And yeah, apparently sure. The Last of Us 2 has, you know, a town to wander around in in the beginning couple hours, like the very beginning. And then they have another section like that around the middle of the game. Um, But when they're not doing that, it certainly does sound like they have tuned this in a perhaps irresponsibly way, but, like, all right, so all the reviews I've read of this, the positive ones usually say things like, it isn't fun, and that's the point. And I believe that is a lie. The game (laughs) is fun. You'll notice that uh, Lab's review, they didn't say anything about the gameplay, because the gameplay is fun. The gameplay is Naughty Dog gameplay. It is machined to be fun. The point is that killing these people is fun and it feels good? It just comes with it the death animations. That comes with it the Neil Druckmann plot. That comes with it the abuse of the trans
0: male character. I feel like I feel like we've done like I feel like, and we we should we should get to our games because I think this might be one of our longest episodes in quite a while. Yeah. Um, wait, hold on. Oh good good good. Oh my god. <laughs> it it froze on 40 seconds and just stayed there for <laughs> we the we use uh we use a we use a VoIP technology to do this and it just froze and I thought, "Oh no, we're going to have to record this whole thing again." <laughs> yeah. Uh but we don't. Uh but yeah, I mean like I, I feel like we've done this with movies, right? Where like mm-hmm. we we've sort of done the thing where it's like, "Yeah, does 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 just suffering in a film do us any good? Like does a is a Serbian film helpful?" <laughs> and like at the very, very bleeding edge of artistry, you can sort of be like, well, I guess maybe. Well, Funny Games. Funny Games was the movie about this before a Serbian film, right? Funny Games was the movie mm-hmm. that said, if you watch this to completion, you are complicit. Well, Funny Games and um, Martyrs and any of, the, yeah. any of the new Brutalist stuff, right? Like, Funny Games on some level is also about, like, messing with genre and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, there's, there's, like, postmodern stuff in there. But, I mean, there are movies that are strictly about suffering. Like, right. that aren't, in fact, like, uh you know, like the those those um oh what are those called? They're ja- they're Japanese films. Um But those those movies that basically ape snuff films right. like Cannibal Holocaust and worse, right. right? Um I don't think this is that though. This game wants right. you to be played
1: all the way through. This game is but a like, roller coaster, but all the all the, the the parts of your brain it hits are the disgusted and misery bits. Not like that's where
0: it gets its adrenaline from. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, I, I feel like for everyone saying, like, this is a hard game and that's the point, sheep, like – or, like, a hard emotional game. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we've done this already in, in better versions in other media and we don't need to do this in, like, game yeah. and cinema. well, and it, like, specifically – I feel – and I, I understand why Druckmann's doing it. I understand why, why, like, it's popular and all fine. But, like, it, it, what bothers me is, like, why – why are the critics falling for this? Like why are critics like it's a, it's a big game. It's a it's triple A AAA game that well, why is like the New York Times business section right now?
1: Because someone just, like, from Sony reached out to the New York Times editor and got it assigned to a uh economics reporter. Yeah. Um see, the thing is I the thing I that really chews my cash or whatever the fuck the expression is uh-huh. about this <laughs> isn't just the misery, but the tying of the misery to gameplay rewards. So, because when people say, like I said before, when people say it's not fun and that's the point, it is fun. You enjoyed playing this game. If you didn't enjoy playing, like, the playing of the game part of the game, you wouldn't have finished it. You wouldn't have such good things to say about it if you didn't enjoy the playing of the game. But you did. It's just that every time you had a gameplay reward handed to you, it was a snuff film. Right. And that is far more... And the reason it was a snuff film is because they tested gamers in a lab to see what would initiate the reactions they wanted the best. Yeah, what would make them most upset. And that is what's really wrong with this game, in my opinion.
0: And it's part of why I just won't play it. Um, All right, can't say it better than that. uh, John, what games are you playing Speaking of beloved critical
1: critically beloved games that everyone else realizes a little bit later aren't so hot. I've been replaying BioShock Infinite.
0: Replaying BioShock yeah. Infinite. I think I think that makes you eligible for a uh, a trial at the Hague. Yeah. See the, the
1: funny thing is cuz it's in my Steam library and I have the uh, the um the last played on before I launched it the first time this time it was like April 13th, 2013, which is uh exactly like 10 days after release. For the product. I play yeah, I played through it exactly once, uninstalled, and haven't touched it since. Um Amazing. I it was I played it so early that the achievements hadn't actually been added yet. So I keep getting these achievements as I play through for like first time to the lighthouse, first time to this area and that area. Um it's it's really quite something. Um It's very funny. So the thing you need to know about Bioshock Infinite is the way that it's aged the most poorly. And we'll get to why this isn't necessarily a good thing for the story. But the way it's aged the most poorly is the gameplay. Um, Uh The people who came after the Bioshock original core team with Ken Levine as the founder. um, uh, Those people are mostly in Arcane Studios now. uh, And they are taking the Bioshock model, which came from the System Shock model, of this first-person... Shooter, but more. You know, shooter, but, you know, you have manipulation of the environment. You have powers. You have
0: this great environment you need to explore and, you know, loot. Um, yeah, the, the the elements of, like, morality that they kind of shoehorn mm-hmm. in, all this stuff, that's all part of that. So yeah, yeah, sure. that gameplay model just works so much. It, it, like, all the lessons
1: from a gameplay standpoint that Bioshock's 1, 2, and Infinite taught, uh, Arcane Studios picked up in uh, Dishonored and Prey... And am I forgetting one series? I
0: don't
1: think so. In in Dishonored and Prey, and Dishonored 2, of course. um, And paid them... And Dishonored, Death of the uh, Outsider, a friend of the podcast video game. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and um, paid those forward massively. Those games play so much Mm -hmm. better. And they wouldn't exist if not for what Bioshock's 1, 2, and Infinite did for that sort of genre. So while Mm -hmm. going back to playing Infinite now feels... Really dated. Like the levels are too big. Like their idea of um, exploration is you'll get a hallway that branches, and one branch is is progress. The other branch has like some items at the end of it. That sort of thing. It's all very basic. The combat doesn't feel as good as it could. It doesn't feel like the the mechanics of your powers intersect with the gunplay at all. It's all very basic and feels that way now. But this, like the games that you compare it to in the future. Uh, poorly uh, wouldn't exist if not for the stuff that they did in these games, um, and I feel like they probably played a lot better in that moment before I had a prey and a death of the outsiders and a you know and dishonored one and two in my yeah. in my head. Story that makes sense. Story hasn't aged differently at all, but you may recall the backlash to that story started maybe a week after the game was released.
0: Yeah, no one liked that
1: story. It was um, really bad. I will say that the first... I've, I've made it through to the point where... The, to the inflection point where you start jumping universes, uh-huh. um, and it does its both sides uh, shit with the um, slave uprising.
0: Uh, yeah, always good to do that. I will yeah.
1: say that this is a heavily qualified statement for a game that doesn't actually have any black characters in it. Uh, up to the Come up on. to that point, it does a good job portraying how vile white supremacy is. Like, it's still only white people talking. <laughs> but right. the first... By way of white supremacy, yeah, it does a good job. But the right. first six hours of that game, like, they do, they don't drop the N-word, and they shouldn't have done that, but they do everything <laughs> but drop. Like, there is, there are speeches, hmm. they give you insight into these, into what, what white supremacy is, how it's attached to Christianity in American history. Like, I think that is actually the best part of this game is that it explicitly links um, slavery and chattel slavery and racism in America to American evangelical Christianity. Uh, To the extent that it has something worth saying, it is that. And, you know, this is a game where you see statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson portrayed as saints of this hideously racist American cause. If there's Anything that it does correctly, it tells you that, you know, the Confederacy wasn't where this started. This started before 1776. Hmm. 1770, yeah. Um, Nice. And that's about all it does good because obviously as soon as you start hopping universes, you get uh, Daisy putting that cute white child up against the, the glass and threatening him with the knife And you get all the – you get the um, – really, it just disappears up its own ass with the quantum stuff. Like, the quantum stuff is obviously the story that um, Levine and his team wanted to tell. And this white supremacy stuff was just kind of the window dressing, the shock value to get you involved in the first place and feel good about murdering all of these people. Uh, You do kill a significant number of cops. That is fun. Um,
0: (laughs) But you then again just play dishonest. Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, So, you know – I'd say it, it, it's aged uh, a little better than I expected, like the first part has, the second part has not, um, but I would say it, it hasn't, it, my estimation of it hasn't changed. It's still that dog okay. shit game it was before, but I will say The Last of Us 2 has a while to go
0: if it wants to even be as respected as Bioshock Infinite. Uh, yeah, I'm not hopeful. No. Um, I've actually been playing new stuff. I haven't just been playing my old, uh, standards, which is fun. Um, I've been playing this game called, I- I've talked about it with Scott a little bit. I've been playing other stuff that people won't be super interested in, like, uh, Final Fantasy 14 and other Final Fantasy games for the <laughs> chapter on that. Uh, no one wants to hear about another person playing Final Fantasy 3. I get it. Um, but... Uh, um, I mean, I mean, Final Fantasy six, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, oh, are you playing the new like steam release of those with the the uh, ki- chibi characters? No, no, I refuse. <laughs> uh, I do not want to play the remasters of any of those games. I know they're effectively the same thing. I just don't want to do it. Um, in any case, uh, my weird, uh, problems aside, uh, I've been playing man eater a lot, mm-hmm. which is so good. Uh, so fun. Uh, you are I'll, I'll give you the rundown of the plot it is a game where you are a shark and you eat things yeah. uh people and fish and boats and stuff that's what it says on the tin uh, it's
1: like in like a semi dystopic world like
0: shark dystopia kind of, <laughs> it's it's basically like it's basically like a um a kind of like it feels like one of those early 2000s uh visions of the of like the very near future where everything is just like twenty percent more polluted. Yeah, like uh, and people are twenty percent like less uh appealing. Yeah. Um it, I mean it's it's not like it's not a game that like tell like pretends to be like very smart. Um and in fact like it is it is self-parody parroting of its own um intelligence. Like Chris Parnell does all the narration on it and he's very good. Mm-hmm. Um very funny. Uh and there's one part uh that a lot of people have mentioned at the end where or towards the end there's no plot. So there's no spoiling. Uh, I mean, there's plot, but it's not like, you know, it's not that kind of game, but, um, you, uh, you have to find these like landmarks. One of the landmarks is like a lot of the landmarks are this, where it's like some sort of, uh, commentary on like late capitalism effectively. And, uh, and, Parnell always gives some sort of one-liner about it or a brief description that's kind of funny. And in this one, he goes, blah, 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 consumerism, blah, blah, late capitalism. You get it. (laughs) Um, Just very funny understanding of, like, what it's doing. Um, And also, it's, as Scott uh, Benson said, it is like a, uh, it's a game where basically the whole point is uh, you, the shark, are the, like, noble destroyer of everything. Um, And you can always feel good about it. And you only have one goal, and it's to eat things. Nice. It's it's basically like um if you enjoy as I did, um and maybe you did, John, I don't know. Like those the games like MDK or something <laughs> where it's like maybe is a bad example, but MDK is the one that jumps to mind where it's like a um essentially a double A game. A yeah. game that isn't like a uh a frontline kind of success story, but or like frontline uh runner of profit, but also like it's not an indie game. It's like you know, Activision put this out. I feel and like just like I feel like the N sixty four had a lot of these. Yeah, no, 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 for sure, absolutely. Um, yeah. Or like Power Stone was one. Of, like the games like that. where like They were Blastcore just like Blast Core or yeah, um, Blast Core is an, ex- yeah. an excellent example of this. Actually, that's perfect. Blast Core is is dead on. But something like that, right? Like even even something like Turok when it yeah. came out, where like before it was a franchise, but like these games that. You know, might succeed, it might not, but the, there's not a ton of money put into them, but there's enough because it's a major studio. Mm-hmm. Maneater feels like that, so it's not, nice. it doesn't have, like, the the gravitas of a triple-A game or the lowercase g quirky gravitas of an indie game. It is just its own thing, and it is very fun. I wholeheartedly recommend it to people who like having a good time. Cool. Yep. It's the, op, it's, it's the counter Last of Us 2 um because you're doing horribly violent things and you're just fed uh positive uh rewards nice yeah um anyway yeah so it's all the news that's fit to print uh john where can we find you uh, i'm still, still just, at
1: goon yeah, where i've been taking a slight break both do the black lives matter stuff and we're retooling some editorial strategy and try to get some previews um we'll see what's going on there right we i'll have some announcements for that as they become available uh, that's com. I'm also on Twitter, at John Bernhardt. You know the deal.
0: Yeah, uh, and and every so often you'll have long threads where you're angry. Uh, that, yeah, that's just normal. That's, that's, normal. normal. That's, that's the promise. That's what we do <laughs> And here. you generally start them off with some sort of like comical Chuck Wendig-style swearing. Oh, don't and you, you fucking it, compare y- me to Chuck Wendig. Fuck you. X. Fuck you. And you, you say, like, this thread's about... Uh, Mango Mussolini. All right. I have to say, I say, unfortunately, John Bernhardt has quit the patch notes podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, anyway, definitely follow John. He's not Chuck Wendig. And, um, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. All right. Night.